Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets boundary disobedience leads to damage. First time listeners, feel free to share, listen to, and review parts 1 through 25 of this series. My aim for this series is to encourage listeners to set and enforce God-honoring boundaries with confidence. The motivational aim, boundary disobedience leads to damage, is a topic I've touched on several times before in different episodes that I've covered, but I want to share this account in scripture again because it is applicable to what happens when we disobey the boundaries God told us to enforce. This story serves as a perfect example. To be honest, all of the accounts in scripture serve as perfect examples for us to look at and evaluate so we can do what God told us to do. And really, it all falls under the umbrella of obedience. So let's look at how boundary disobedience leads to the damage of someone. And I encourage you all to read 1 Kings, the 13th chapter, the entire chapter, to get an understanding of what's going on. I'm going to go ahead and summarize it for you and then address why boundary disobedience leads to damage. So there was a king by the name of Jeroboam. This king did not do what God told him to do. He eliminated God from everything. He turned from God. He did not listen to God. He did everything on his own terms. King Jeroboam sought the advice from people as if they were wise, and he engaged in idolatry as the answer to every problem he faced personally and professionally. King Jeroboam deliberately built shrines appointed priest, established and authorized unholy festivals that endorsed idolatry and sin. King Jeroboam purposefully exchanged the truth of God for a lie and served things instead of the divine creator. And what was so bad about this whole situation is that King Jeroboam was a leader And for anyone in a leadership position, whether they know it or not, or believe it or not, or they want to accept it or not, they have an influence. They are influencers. So when he committed these sins, the people who he served and who he was a leader over, they looked up to him and they sinned too. So they saw what he was doing as something permissible. It's okay. I mean, if the king is doing it, I mean, we can do it too. It's legal. It's right. And it wasn't. And that was a major problem. The messenger God sent was a man of God from Judah with specific instructions. This man had specific instructions from God. God told this messenger, who was a young prophet, what to say and what to do After he delivered the message, God told this young prophet what boundaries he needed to enforce. So the young prophet, the man of God, he goes and tells the king the message from God. 
He proclaims a sign that will happen to confirm God's word. And of course, the king didn't want to hear anything this man of God had to say. So the king tried to get the man of God out of his presence. And he stretched out his hand and told his attendants to arrest the man of God. But when the king made that gesture with his hand, his hand withered and he could not pull it back to himself. So you can imagine the shock and panic the king felt when he saw that his hand was withered and lifeless. Not only did the king's withered hand serve as a sign, the very sign that the man of God, the young prophet, said would happen, it happened right there the same day in the same time frame before the young prophet left. So God's word was seen rather quickly. So the king is tripping. He is in shock. He's flabbergasted. He's scared. He's looking at his hand. He's looking at what's going on around him. He sees with his own eyes that, oh my goodness, God's word is true. And he has a revelation of, oh my goodness, this man, this young prophet, God really did send this man to me. God is not playing games. This prophet, this man of God, man, he is the real deal. I need help. So the king asked the young prophet if he could pray for him so his hand could be restored. The man of God prayed and the king's hand was restored. The king then invites the man of God to come to his house and he tells him, I'll give you a reward. Now, this is a sidebar. This is something to look out for. If God is telling you to go tell someone a message and that person that you're telling this message to is doing everything contrary to God, look at the fruit of what they are producing. There is nothing in their life that they are producing that is good, that you need. You don't need any rewards from anyone who deliberately disobeys God. You don't need those rewards. So going back to the king and the young prophet, the king told the man of God, I'll give you this reward. Come to my house. And the man of God, the young prophet, tells the king and everybody who is listening about the boundaries God told him to enforce. And he says, and it's stated in 1 Kings, the 13th chapter and the 8th through the 9th verse. It states, if you were, this is the young prophet speaking, if you were to give me half your house, I still wouldn't go with you. And I wouldn't eat your food or drink water in this place. For this is what I was commanded by the word of the Lord. You must not eat food or drink water or go back the way you came. All right, so you heard it. God gave this man of God, this young prophet, a boundary to enforce. That boundary was to not eat food or drink water or go back the way he came. That man was told to enforce that boundary. And we can tell that he understood the importance of enforcing boundaries. He sounded like he was serious about that boundary. And guess what the Bible says? So he went another way. He did not go back by the way he had come to Bethel. So the young prophet 
he enforced that boundary. He did it. God told him, you don't eat here, you don't drink here, you don't even leave the way you came here. So the young prophet enforced the boundary, did what God told him to do, and he leaves. But look what we discover as the young prophet went another way. He enforced the boundaries God told him to enforce. But there was an old prophet living in Bethel. There was an old man living in the area where God told the young man, the young prophet, to enforce the boundary. The old man, this old prophet, he had some sons. Now those sons witnessed what happened with the king's hand and what the man of God, the young man, told the king. So the sons, they heard the young prophet tell the king, if you were to give me half your house, I still wouldn't go with you. And I wouldn't eat food or drink water in this place, for this is what I was commanded by the word of the Lord. You must not eat food or drink water or go back the way you came. So the old man, old prophet's sons heard that. And they go tell their daddy. They was like, daddy, we saw this young prophet today. Boy, young prophet. He told the king this and that, and this and that happened. And he told the king that he was enforcing boundaries, and he left. Then the old man asked his sons, which way did he go? So the sons tell their daddy, hey, he went this way, because he couldn't go that way, so he went in that direction. So the old prophet got on his saddle donkey and followed the young prophet, he searched for him, searched for him, and then he found him. He found the young man sitting under a tree, an oak tree. Then the old prophet asked the young prophet, Hey, hey, how you doing? Are you the man of God who came from Judah? The young man tells him, Yeah, I'm the man. Then the old prophet says, yeah, come home with me and eat some food. Go ahead and just erase that boundary marker you got set up, son. Just go ahead and disobey God. Stop enforcing that boundary. The very boundary God told you to enforce, don't enforce that boundary. Come to my house, which is on the other side of the boundary that God told you to enforce. Come on, come, come eat, come drink. Boy, you tired. You see how people will hear and know you are enforcing boundaries and they will chase you, they will follow you, and they will find you sitting down. They'll find you with your guard down. They'll find you trying to rest. They'll find you trying to get some shade. They'll find you trying to gain your strength because they know. You're exhausted from doing what God told you to do. So they'll come after you with their old self, their old ways, their old tricks, their old mindset, and their old mess, boldly doing whatever they want to do so they can get you on the other side of the boundary that God told you to enforce. They want to move you from obedience to disobedience 
so they can just see how you will damage yourself. And they want to see if they have the power to damage you. Do they still have it? I mean, in their younger days, where they was just damaging people left and right. But now they just old. Nobody talking to them no more. So they just want to see, do they still have it? So they come chase you. They come follow you until they find you. They've been tearing down people's lives for years. And now they're old and people found out about them, so they leave them alone. Now they're bored. So now they're looking for somebody because everybody in the town knows, hey, don't talk to them. They messy. They, They damage people. Leave them alone. Enforce a boundary with her. Enforce a boundary with him. So now they're boxed in. But now we got some new people in town. I need some new action. They don't know me. So what they will do is go find out or go find someone who doesn't know them. They'll go find someone who has a relationship with God. And they see that as their opportunity to shine. That's their opportunity to kill, steal, and destroy the life of God's chosen vessel. And it's not exclusive for old people. Some old people. Anybody with a mindset to kill, steal, and destroy you and damage you and get you on the other side of the boundary marker from obedience to disobedience, they can be any age, any race, any gender. If that's what they want to do, that's just what they want to do. But right now, I'm talking about the old saps right now. So the old disrespectful sap tells the young man, Hey, come home with me and eat some food. Come home with me and eat some food. Come do what God told you not to do. The young man of God hits him with what God told him, which was God told me to enforce a boundary. I cannot go back with you or accompany you. I will not eat food or drink water with you in this place. For a message came to me by the word of the Lord. You must not eat food or drink water there or go back the way you came. God told me to enforce boundaries here. Now, sometimes when God tells you to enforce boundaries, you don't have to tell everybody everything. If anything, that makes people more upset. When you enforce boundaries and you keep it to yourself, you don't go trying to explain it to everybody. And I've noticed when you keep things to yourself and you just go ahead and enforce the boundary, the very individuals who you are enforcing the boundary with, when they get a revelation that, oh my goodness, they're not doing things the same. They're not allowing me to do this. They're not allowing me to cross them. They have the audacity to get upset. They start complaining about how folks are grown and nobody tells them anything. But they never told you how they were intentionally mistreating you and abusing you. But they want this star treatment of information, knowledge, and respect. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, don't get caught up feeling like you have to tell people everything God told you. Now, the instructions to the young man, the young prophet of God, was for him to not eat or drink or go back the way he came. We don't read about God telling the young prophet, oh, yeah, and tell everybody who asks you 
while you are not eating and drinking and going the way I told you, tell them that I told you to tell them what I said. Now, that was for him, not for them. You see how Satan uses that as an inroad or pride. Somebody might even feel good that God gave them some instructions and they want to go around and tell people, yeah, God told me to do this. So, yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah, because God told me. Because he didn't tell you, but uh, he told me. I mean, I'm the one who provided the signs. So, you know, I'm the man. I'm the man of God. I'm the woman of God. I mean, God told me. See, that's a major issue. God told us something individually. If he wanted a group to know, he knows how to create a group meeting to let people know, I told them that. Y'all haven't understood that I told them that. He knows how to do that. God tells us things. He never told us to go and broadcast certain things to certain people. And when we do things, even announcing information, crossing boundaries, and then the enemy just comes right on through. I was like, okay, yeah. I didn't know God told them that, so let me use that. They talk too much. Let's take a quick look back at Adam and Eve. When did God tell them, yeah, after I tell you what to do and what not to do, make sure you go tell the serpent what I said. No. We're supposed to enforce boundaries. Sometimes we don't have to explain the boundary. Let's go back and look at Hezekiah when God healed him. When did God tell him, yeah, after I heal you, go show everybody everything in your temple? No, we don't read that. And just like this young prophet, God didn't tell the young prophet, hey, I want you to enforce some boundaries. And after you enforce the boundaries, I need you to go to a mountain and scream it and yell it and shout it. Shout out what I told you to do so everybody can hear it. No. When the king asked, come home with me, refresh yourself, let me give you a reward. His answer should have been, in my mind, a basic no, and walked away. Enforcing the boundaries God told him to enforce. We should not feel pressured or feel that we need to explain everything to everybody. We're enforcing boundaries. It's uncomfortable for other people. So now we're going to go explain to people, this is why I enforce it. I know why you're uncomfortable, so I just want to like let you know like what's going on so you can just have a general idea so you won't be so uncomfortable. I mean, does that help? Mm-mm. That's what comes with it, being uncomfortable. So stay on your side and let them stay on theirs. Don't do that. God told you something. If God didn't tell you to go talk about it, don't go talk about it. He told you to do it, not talk about it. And if he did tell you to talk about it, you still do it and you talk about it the way he told you to talk about it. It all falls under the umbrella of obedience. See, folks like when you talk too much because they can check your temperature and then filter out words and use them against you. Some folks, but back to the young prophet. He tells the old prophet, yeah, God told me I must not eat food or drink water. They'll go back the way I came. 
the old prophet, he has to get his way. He has to get this young man of God on the other side of the boundary. He has to get him in a place of disobedience, and he has to deceive him. He just has to. So he tells him, young brother prophet, young brother. Oh, boy, boy, boy. You remind me of myself when I was a youngster just like you. Just bold. Bold for the Lord. Just bold, man. Just enforcing those boundaries. There were times when the road was rough for me. Nobody to talk to. Nobody understood me. Sometimes I'd do what the Lord said to do, and I just find myself sitting under an oak tree wishing somebody would just understand. That's why when I saw you, I saw you under that there oak tree. I said, that boy right there, he, he has an anointing on his life. He's a powerful young brother. The Lord really crafted him into a masterpiece to do mighty, mighty works. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. When I see you, young man, I just see that you're well beyond your years. You know, when when my sons told me that they heard you preach that powerful, mighty message from the Lord today, They said, Daddy, he's powerful. Daddy, he reminds me so much of you. And Daddy, there aren't too many people in this here town who knows how to preach the mighty message of the Lord. Son, this this is a wicked place. It's, It's wicked, son. There is just so much evil, evil in the world. As I know, you know. That's why the Lord told you to leave this place. Because of the unscrupulous insubordination that plagues this region. The Lord's judgment. I can feel it right now. It is near. It's near due to the deliberate disobedience of individuals not following the word of the Lord. But uh, as I was meditating this morning, son, and asking the Lord for a sign, a sign of when will he bring about justice to the wickedness of the leaders in this region. You know, the Lord is so divine, so perfect in his timing. Because as I was praying this morning, you came into this place. Yes, you did. You came in with fervor and zeal for the Lord. And as I was meditating, God gave the sign through you. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Young man, I want to let you know that I am also a prophet like you. An angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord, saying, bring him back. Bring him back with you 
to your house so that he may eat food and drink water. That's why I saddled my ass, came and found you, so you, young brother prophet, can come to my house and refresh yourself. You see how this old man deceived the young man? That's why you can't get caught up in flattery. And you definitely can't get caught up with some old people. Just because someone is older than you and they are performing... When I say performing, they putting on the performance, just that performance I just gave y'all with this old man talking to the young man. When they're performing like that, with their shoulders hunched over, and they have this fake, pitiful look of humility, of, I'm just trying to make it, (laughs) just trying to help you out. That doesn't mean that they are nice. It doesn't mean that they're considerate. It doesn't mean that they are wise. And it does not mean that they care anything about you. Because sometimes these old deceivers are jealous that God is not with them. And they'll do anything to destroy you. And you have to let old folks know what time it is too. Some Yes, you do. Just because they're old. They don't get passes. They don't get passes at all. Mm-mm. They're deceptive. They don't get a pass. They're liars. Some, some of them are liars. They, they don't get a pass. No. <laughs> no. Even if they call you disrespectful, they're going to play. If they are disrespectful, deceptive, individuals aiming to destroy you and they live lives contrary to God and they want to damage you, they'll say anything. They'll start pulling out these cards of pity. I mean, respect your elders. Playing the old folks card. And they'll even try to make you feel guilty for telling them, go get found. Then they'll even try to throw out some stuff about your parents. I just can't believe you treat the elderly this way. I just can't believe it all. Do your parents know that you treat older people this way? Did your parents raise you to treat people like that? Well, matter of fact, yes. My parents did raise me to enforce God-honoring boundaries Against old fogies, old geezers, old saps, and old hags. Yes, they did. So get out of here. Some people need to hear that. Anybody who is trying to get you away from what God told you to do intentionally, and they're deceiving you, and they just happen to be old, they are old geezers, hags, fogies, and saps. That's just... What it is. See, what happened is they are upset that their whole performance of trying to deceive somebody younger than them, and it might not even be younger in age, it could be younger in the experience of something. 
since it didn't work and you enforced a boundary even with them. And they think, I mean, I've been around the block a whole lot of times. I'm wise. I mean, this always works. And it didn't work with you, the unsuspecting one. That's when they throw out that stuff. That's another form of trying to get you to move the boundary marker. So that's what happens. Let me go back to the old, old prophet and the young prophet. The old man deceived him. He lied to him. And the young man went back with him, ate food in his house, and drank water. The boy did everything God told him not to do. He disobeyed the very boundaries God told him to enforce. As they were sitting at the table, the old prophet tells the young man, Yeah, God told you not to disobey the boundaries you set up. Why did you do that, young prophet? You did everything God told you not to do, and your corpse will never reach the grave of your ancestors. Isn't that messed up? See how the old prophet went to just go see? Let me see if I can still damage somebody. Pretend that I follow God and deceive them so they can hurt themselves. It sounds like this man got a kick out of this. And after the young man engaged in this disobedience, eating places he had no business eating, eating food that was bad fruit, after the young man engaged in disobedience, a lion attacked him along the way and killed him. You see how half boundaries lead to whole problems? You see how boundary disobedience leads to damage? You have something to lose if you disobey the boundaries God told you to enforce. Yes, you do. You have something to lose. Now, the people who are running after you, trying to get you to move boundary markers, they don't have anything to lose, especially if they're chasing you down because they want to see you destroyed. They have nothing to lose. They're already lost. That's why I say they need to go get found. This man lost his life because he disobeyed what God told him to do. The old prophet presented him the very thing God told him not to do, and he did it. That's a lesson for us. God tells us what not to do. God tells us the boundaries we need to enforce. And you've probably experienced it when somebody comes to you telling you to do the very thing God said not to do. And they will talk you into moving that boundary marker. They will talk you into erasing the boundary. They will talk you into disobeying the boundary. They don't care about boundaries. But for some reason, they care about damaging you. They look at you and they can see you know how to enforce boundaries. And then they're looking at the boundaries you've enforced and how God has blessed you. And they want that blessing gone from you. They don't even want the blessing. They just want it gone away from you. They don't want you to have it. And they're willing to do anything for you to destroy yourself Anything that leads to damage. And they can be your age. They can be younger than you. They can be 150 years old. If they are messy and if they have the strength, the little strength they have, they'll use their last breath in an attempt to damage you. Enforce the boundary. Don't disobey God. If God told you 
Don't talk to them about that anymore. Don't go with them anymore. Stop hanging with them. Leave them alone. Don't go near them. Change your number. Move. Change your job. Don't pick up that phone call. Don't entertain that. Let that go. Let them go. Don't check up on them. Don't eat that. Don't drink that. Don't go to that house. Don't go to that place. Stay out of there. Don't explain yourself to them. Don't don't leave. Stay put. Enforce the boundary. Whenever you hear God tell you to do something and then someone comes and spends significant amounts of time trying to get you to do the very opposite, I'm letting you know right now, that is not God. The old prophet was talking about, oh, I'm a prophet too. See, that's that relatability stunt people pull. We're the same. No, we are not. My aim is not to deceive people to make them go against God. We're not the same. There will be times in your life where you just have to do what God says and don't stop. Don't try to evaluate things. Just go. You ever seen somebody running on the side of the street and they look like they are exercising, but they're running so fast where their face is serious and you're looking at them like, man, what are they running from? I mean, what's chasing them? You're expecting to see some wolves somewhere. A lion somewhere chasing this person, a bear. But you don't see anything. You just see them running so fast. Their face is fixed. Their eyes look big. And they're running with all of their might. You know it's every bit of strength in each stride. Boy, they are gone. You're looking like, what? what are they running from? That's how we need to look. <laughs> That's how we need to look. When we're obeying God. But people are looking like, oh, what's going on? Boy, they really enforcing boundaries. They're not playing. They are really running towards God. They are running towards obedience. They serious. Now, God can turn situations around, but we want to obey him first. Because disobedience cost. All right? And a scripture I would like to leave you with today is 1 John, the fifth chapter and the third verse. And it reads, for this is the love of God that we keep his commands and his commands are not a burden. And I selected this scripture to encourage you to obey God. Don't disobey what God tells you to do. There is absolutely nothing that God is telling you to do that you can't do. The aim is to do it without compromising your God-empowered form. I want to thank you all for listening and tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download the Bible study content that I have on the site. You can also order some inspirational t-shirts. Feel free to check me out on the YouVersion Bible app and on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target. Enjoy your day. Peace and God bless.